Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. episode of the Sarah Fraser show after two months. Guys, I had this naive, naive moment um, with my producer, Alyssa, before I gave birth. I was like, you know what? I'm only going to need four weeks. You know, just, just tee up like four or five weeks of best of podcast episodes. And then after that, girl, I'll be so good to go. What? Mm-mm. No, I needed way more time. So on today's episode, I'm going to tell you about the best documentaries and shows that I watched, because of course we got to get back to a little bit of pop culture. Um, and then also, I, I'm not jealous of another mother, but, and I support women, except for this one woman. I might, I might not be able to support her. Talking about that, and then also, man, how did having a baby change your marriage? So I have had a, I, I hope I've been pretty honest and transparent with my marriage with Schman. Like it, the minute we, like when I met him, I really felt like, oh my God, I am in love with this guy. I could marry him. Then I moved to New York and I was kind of like, I think I want to date other people and be out on my own. So we went through that, like break up, get back together. I, may have had sex with somebody else you know just like some little indiscretions anyway uh got back together and then we sort of said I'm gonna say like four years ago we got serious with a marriage like pre-marriage couples counselor are we really gonna do this and then I really kind of fell in love with Schman when he supported me starting the Sarah Fraser show which is a little over five years old now 
And like he would support me on the days that I was like, you know what, I should just go back, get a media job, become a reporter. And he's like, no, that's not what you want to do. You're going to stick to it. You're going to make this your career. And so that's when I really even began to fall in love with him more. But we're in a whole new season of our marriage, which is now we have this child. The child comes first for now, but I'm not sure that's a good long-term marriage strategy. And also I got to tell you, I, I'm going to reveal, like, Dan has been so supportive in this whole everything we've been through, from our molar miscarriage to now. But Schman and I disagree on one parenting thing, and I, I want to see, like, if your partner had a stickler thing. So all that, I want to thank a couple of our sponsors. I want to thank Panda Power Wash in Maryland, but they service the entire D.C. area, and new customers right now receive a $50 discount. Call and schedule today or visit their website, pandapowerwash.com. Also, of course, when you call them, tell them that you heard about Panda Power Wash from the Sarah Fraser Show, 240-293-7205. Call and make your appointment today. Tell them you're a new customer from the Sarah Fraser Show. You get $50 off, 240-293-7205. I love them because they have really reasonable rates for just $299 or less. They'll come power wash your whole house, deck, driveway, whatever you need. Very affordable. I loved working with them. You guys probably saw the Panda Power Wash giveaway that we did. Now, they service the entire DMV area but they are located in Maryland. Check out their website today, pandapowerwash.com. Also have to thank our friend Bowtie Joe. I don't know if you guys follow the markets, but you should definitely start opening an account and get into the stock market. It is an incredible way to grow your wealth. I'm in the stock market, have been for a long time, absolutely love it. And Joe Passetto has been my longtime friend and he's a financial advisor. He worked for Wells Fargo for more than 15 years as a financial advisor, taking on clients, building their wealth, and he loves working with young people. Even if you've maybe been with a financial institution or maybe you've opened a Robinhood trading account, you're not sure what to do, Joe is your guy. And like with GameStop, AMC, a lot of people are getting into the market, but you don't want to lose your money. You want to grow your wealth. You need to talk to a professional. Joe is fully licensed. He went out on his own so he wouldn't have to charge you the insane fees that some of these big banks do when you invest with them. It's crazy. So Joe Pacetto, you can go to his website, JP2, the number two, so JP2 Management. Dot com. Tell him the Sarah Fraser show sent you. I love Joe. He's amazing. Helping give me financial advice and you too. JP2management.com. Sign up today. And we have to thank, um, I absolutely love, of course, Horizon Fibroids, um, Dr. Will, top doctor. He actually just gave away three fibroid, free fibroid consultations. But do you want to direct um, email contact to him? If you have had fibroids, ladies, you know how awful they are. They make for heavy periods, long periods, extreme cramping, and they can really for lack of a better word, fuck with your fertility. If you want to have a baby, fibroids could be in the way. So 80% of women will have a fibroid by the age of 50. You need to find out your OB can help you, but your OB doesn't know about uterine fibroid embolization, which is a specialized non-surgical low downtime surgery uh, that, that basically it's an incision that is in your wrist. I'll let him explain. Go to horizonfibroids.com. Look, they accept almost all insurance. You can sign up right there. They have a consultation page. It's right on their main site, horizonfibroids.com. Get yourself a consultation. You can find out by calling their office if your insurance covers it. Like I said, they take almost all insurance, horizonfibroids.com. So on my Patreon right now, patreon.com slash the Sarah Fraser show, I gave my whole birthing story exclusively to you guys that subscribe and support. Um, 
all the details from, you know, like if I would recommend doing a C-section, a scheduled C-section, the post-recovery, did I feel like I bonded with with KJ more or less because of the C-section? All that is up there. And just my overall experience of becoming a mom for the first time. And I do have to say there was one part of motherhood where people had said, oh, like the instant that you see your baby, you're just going to bond and your life is going to change. Well, I get into the details about my experience with that on Patreon. So it's just $5 a month. Your contribution pays for Alyssa, my producer, video editor. And of course, this is my full-time gig. So you guys are amazing. When you support the sponsors, um, you know, you're supporting me and everybody that makes the show happen. So thank you. It's patreon.com slash the Sarah Fraser show. It's just $5 and you can hear the entire birthing story. Today, I'm going to talk about my postpartum before I get into these kind of couple of things pop culture wise and personal that I, I wanted to talk to you guys about. So I, you know, everybody is really good from your doctors to you all. I've, I've just gotten so many supportive messages and I really, I have to say, I'm sure the mom hate is coming and I get it a little bit on TikTok more than I do on Instagram because I think you all that follow me on Instagram have known me a long time. So I think you get my sarcasm at times and all that. TikTok's a little bit different where people don't know me and sometimes your thing goes viral. So people are like, you're a horrible mother. I, I, I don't really give a shit anymore what people say about me. I think I've been in this business so long now that really if people aren't saying negative shit about you, you're really probably doing something wrong. Like it's, I can't even think, maybe Rachel Ray is like the only human being that's that likable. You know, aside from her, I, I feel like anybody that's making waves, like people talk shit about you, you know? So my postpartum experience is a strange one. I... I I was so happy throughout my pregnancy. So I'm like, happy baby, happy pregnancy. What are these postpartum, you know, emotions going to be like? It's wild. So after I get home, started bonding with KJ, like it is true. You will just like cry for no reason. It's like almost that the emotions get overwhelming. I think with happiness, with sadness, with worry. And my postpartum experience was I kept just having these over, almost like on repeat. It was really strange about dropping him, just like the fear of like dropping him, like almost to the point at times. And, and my mom came and stayed for almost three weeks. My mother-in-law came for like five days. So at times I would almost just give him to them because I was having almost a level of anxiety attack of like holding him that I was going to drop him. I don't know if anyone else had this postpartum experience. Then the other really weird thing was every sort of thing in my life that I've ever felt guilty about or um, like that I wronged people all came back up. Is that, I don't know. Was that your postpartum experience? I did not have, thank God, thankfully, I didn't have any thoughts of like hurting myself or hurting KJ, um, which I know can be very, I mean, women can absolutely have that and have that very strongly with their postpartum experience. I didn't have any of that, but I definitely had like a lot of dark feelings of like, oh my God, I'm going to drop him. I can't like all that. And I, I literally have to sit myself down and go, you are, these are postpartum hormones. You are not, this is not your right mind. Like I, I had to actually talk to myself to talk myself through the emotion. It was crazy. And of course, I found that the days I had the most postpartum reaction was when I was really tired. So, he, you know, I got to tell you, like now he's eight weeks old. He just turned eight weeks old last Thursday. 
He does sleep for like four and a half, five hour, six hour stretches. Sometimes he was on a roll of like six and a half, almost seven hours. And now we're back to like four. But so he'll do, we put him down around 839. He gets up around 233. We feed him. We put him back down at four. And then sometimes I get lucky. He usually gets restless around six, but I try to not get up and just kind of let him stay awake and sort of self-soothe in his little snoo until seven and then feed him you know get him up feed him so it was that was really wild and I I I had that for I mean oh my god the week after I gave birth like for a couple weeks just overwhelming like sadness at times and you know definitely my my c-section recovery which I talk more about on patreon was you know the c-section I I had a really good experience so i check I'm here for I'm here for recommending that it was easy breezy uh but the recovery is is definitely a little slower and I'd say I'm a person anyway like with surgeries that I I I get very tired so I had to really it took me a good two weeks I would say to really feel even equal like I had horrible back neck aches that I didn't ever have before had to put like heating pads on um And then by like week three, I was getting better. Week four, better. Of course, now eight weeks out, way, way better, you know? So, um, but yeah, the postpartum journey is, is one. And then my girlfriends have said to me, and this is probably true, get ready because it's around the two month mark, like two and three months is kind of when you, you sort of have this other, I don't know if it's maybe like a dip in hormones or a change, but that postpartum stuff can come back. So I, yeah, it, it, it was very weird. And again, it was, to me, what was strange, it was at times the postpartum thing wasn't even about my baby. It was like, oh, somebody that I wronged, or I felt like I had wronged like years ago. Um, and then I was thinking about, you know, you guys know my old co-host Kane died. I was thinking about him. I was thinking about a lot of people who had passed. I don't know. I, I don't know what this means aside from just, I guess your hormones. So I was thinking about him and, you know, um, like how lucky we are to be alive. And then also like how awful it is it, it, that people pass away. Uh, so my postpartum experience was really fucked up. <laughs> It's like a bad dream, only being awake. And then every single week, and especially because I couldn't really exercise, right? You can't exercise, really exercise. All I could do was kind of light walks and not even for the first couple of weeks. So at six weeks, when I got the all clear from my OB to go out and actually exercise, then I was like, oh, all right. That improved my whole mood and life so much more. So anyway, it's... I am loving being a mom. That was my postpartum journey. You guys, every fucking thing is that hysterical could happen has happened. You know, we went to the pediatrician the day or two after, maybe it was like four days after he was born. And we walk into the pediatrician's office. We have nothing. We didn't bring a diaper bag. We didn't bring a dingle dangle thing. We didn't bring one diaper. I didn't even bring any formula because, you know, obviously I've been half and half, like doing half breast milk, half formula. We show up, he pees himself. And I'm looking around at Schman and he's crying because he's hungry. I'm like, oh, damn, we didn't bring a thing. So thankfully, the nurse was like, oh, no worries. I mean, I think they're judging you the whole time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how you they, you walk in? I'm sure car salesmen, like, you walk in, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. here's a first-time car buyer. They don't know shit. Like, they must look at you at the pediatrician's office going, yep, yep, we got a new one. We got a fresh one. They have no idea what they're doing. And it's true. We had no clue. Boom. Anyway, so we now are learning to pack our diaper bag a little bit better, but not 
great i wouldn't say like we still go out with a diaper bag and then we look in there we're like oh no bib (laughs) i don't know does it get better i hope so so we you know that journey has been I, i i share everything i possibly can kj's amazing he's just such a joy and I I love the two-month mark. I'm sure everybody, everybody says like motherhood, every stage is great, but the two-month mark is great because they sort of, well, one, he's hardier, right? So now he's like 10 pounds. He's almost 11, if not over 11 pounds. So he's much hardier, you know? So now I feel like I can hold him and I'm like, oh, there's substance. You know, I don't feel like, oh my God, one wrong move, one trip. I like, I literally would almost, I actually had one day where I was so postpartum. I thought about holding him and then just scooching on the floor to the next room because I was so nervous about dropping him it it was it was dark so anyway I'm glad I'm out of that and I'm glad so many people support each other and so many women say hey I've been there or you know be look out for your postpartum emotions so thank you he's great we're having so much fun and, you know, Schman and I are just like learning all the things like basically, you know, with little boys, they do pee all over you. And poor KJ, the first couple of weeks, like I think he peed on his face multiple times. <laughs> it was really like I take the diaper off. I'd, I'd look over two seconds later. You know, I, I forgot to put like point his penis down. So he's like peeing in his mouth. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The kid's giving himself a golden shower. What am I doing? I'm a terrible mother. Anyway. There was that. And then, but now we like watch Housewives together. He loves, he's mesmerized by television, which I think is a great thing because we're going to have a TV show together. I've got plans for him. You know, I've already got his YouTube channels lined up. So I'm excited that he seems to be into entertainment. We take a walk every day. Here's what I want to know, though. I need some advice because Schman and I have had a, the past four years, we've had a great run of marriage, right? It, we, we got married. We had a blast. We, we planned bachelorette parties and bachelor parties. And, you know, I gave my mother-in-law a drunken lap dance like a month before our wedding, got hammered, told off my sister-in-law's best friend. Um, you know, it was like fucking really bad. Hit this medical marijuana pipe a million times and then like drank shots and wine. It was over the top, Right. Uh, like a month later, Schman's still marrying me. Like it, we, we've been on a great run because our lives are about us and like then our careers and we, we get together and go to dinner. Now KJ is front and center and Schman and I are really stuck on one point. So Schman is like really pro breastfeeding. Like I, to the point, I'm like, why are you, what, what is like, he's all about like, if, cause KJ will try to like suck my boobs all the time. And she, Dan will be like, you know, you really should, you know, he really wants to breastfeed and you should bond. I'm like, believe me, uh, he's been inside me for nine fucking months. And now we gaze into each other's eyes. We linger longer. We're plenty connected. Okay. Schman is pro like to the point we talked about this in therapy he is so pro breastfeeding and I'm like I I want to quit it's been 10 days since I had my second vaccine I am pro vaccine giving KJ the antibodies I've given him 10 days worth of antibodies isn't that enough I'm ready to quit and Schman's like I really you know this is like we need to put our son first and you need to continue breastfeeding I'm like really And you need to be like Rick Hilton so I can be like Kathy Hilton, you know, but I'm not putting that pressure on you. (sighs) Yeah. So I, any suggestions? Because I want to quit. It's two months. I know everybody has been awesome. Like, don't feel pressure. I don't. I feel pressure that I want to quit. Why do I want to quit? Makes your back ache. It makes your shoulders ache. Your nipples fucking ache on and off. I don't produce that much milk. The LV, have you, these pumps, the LV pump, 
which like is the AirPods of pumping. $500. I put this on my register. I thought no one will buy it. My fabulous friends at Podcast Village bought it. <laughs> like, oh shit, I got to use this. It's awesome for convenience. It's awesome for a woman who produces a ton of milk. You just tap it on your boobs. But for the rest of us, and no, if you don't produce that much milk, when I went to shout out Loudon Lactation Specialists at Inova, they were awesome. Jennifer, I, I am in love with her. She like she met me and she was like, girl, look, I got advice for you. You could strap yourself up to a medical grade pump for 24 hours a day, basically, and try to get your milk production going, or you could just do what you're doing. Because KJ is happy. He's content. Having a half an apple a day is is better than no apple at all. Give yourself credit. I'm like, Jennifer... When are you available for a virtual drink, girl? I am here for you. I love you. So I'm all, I was like all about that. But the LV and the LV, like it's so gentle on your nipples and it just makes this like poof, poof noise. And it like sucks out a little milk. You guys, I will pump all day for four measly ounces, four fucking measly ounces. I mean, I, I could probably make more ounces, but like my own formula concoction, it would be easier than puffing away on this little LV. But I'll tell you, Shaman lives for those four ounces. He, he like, he is all about it and believes, you know, and I know it is true. For six, the first six months, if you can breastfeed your baby, it is healthy. It gives them a lot of immune boost. But now the formulas are so advanced I, I just, I don't see the point. And like, don't you want a happy wife, happy life? He seems to have forgotten that slogan. And I want to have a cocktail. I want to have like a glass of wine. I feel like I was saying this to my therapist. I feel like between the miscarriage, then going through methotrexate, because when you're going through methotrexate shots, post molar, you know, miscarriage, because my mole grew back, I had 12 shots. You know, you, they don't really want you drinking. Because it's a form of cancer treatment. Like you're getting a form of chemotherapy. So they want you, like even before the pandemic, I was essentially living, when you know when someone in your family has cancer, they they wear masks, they're not supposed to be around people. I had been doing that prior to the pandemic. I want to live my life now. This is what I was trying to say to Shaman. I want to go out and exercise and run. I don't want to be every four hours thinking or every two hours I've got a pump. So it's an ongoing discussion. If you have any tips or, or I'd just be curious, was there something about parenting that your significant other was a stickler on? Cause we don't usually butt heads or kind of like agree to disagree. We usually work things out. And I mean, you know, we work this out, but anyway, it's a sticking point. So KJ is two months old and my next big hurdle is either finding a babysitter to come here or daycare. How did you, I don't even know if I can do it. Like, are daycares really safe now and I shouldn't be so worried? Maybe that's a question. Because I am nervous to leave him at a daycare. I'm like, are they going to just leave him in a crib? Are they going to hold him? Are they going to feed him as much as we do? Are they going to talk to him? Or are they just going to like put him down on the floor and then stick him in a corner? Or is that just like in the movies? Anyway, love all your thoughts. Follow me on Instagram, The Sarah Fraser Show. Please leave your thoughts there. <laughs> um, and I definitely want, you know, look, you can ask me any question about parenting. And now I want to ask other people, like, are you going to have another kid? Because I'm 39. So I want to ask other women 39, are you having another child? Are you going to have two more? Because my doctor said to me, you're a candidate to have two more. Now I want to have two more. I want to go for two more healthy babies. Am I nuts? Girlfriend of mine texted me. She said, you're fucking bananas. Yeah, you're too old to have two more kids. Have one more. And they want to sleep with you as they get older. They ruin your sex life. I'm like, I don't care, though. I want to have Friday night movie night with KJ and Schman and my other little babies and eat popcorn and lay in bed together. 
You know what? I mean, Schman, I don't know. I'll give you a, like a blowjob sometime in the bathroom. Isn't that fine? 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating. And today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. So I want to ask other mothers, you can ask me, and, you know, the weekend that I gave birth, that I was in the, the maternity ward the week before I was there at Virginia Hospital Center, KJ, or, or there was a woman that was 51 years old that had a baby there. 
And they have women in their 40s all the time giving birth. I love it. I'm here for it. I am here for it. I thought that for a moment there, Naomi Campbell had her own baby at 51. It was a surrogate. That's the way to do it. Dude, I'm all about the surrogate. Let me just come up with 200,000, you know? So I would love your opinion on daycare. If there was something in parenting that you guys were sticklers on, what was it? Also, uh, just a quick break, and then I'm going to get into pop culture. I have brand new ad rates that I am offering. So a $99 social media special, which gets you on my IG stories and on my Twitter and FB post. Then I'm offering um, a special for $350 that gets you uh, a customized video and endorsement for social media. And then there's a $150 package in between. So love to work with you. If you want to promote yourself, if you have a podcast, if you have a business, Boom, $200 combo package is the, so I have a $99, $200 and $350 endorsement package. If you want more information, email thesarahfrasershow at gmail.com. I reach over 100,000 people. It's a great way to create brand awareness. If you want ROI for your company, you got to turn those packages into an ongoing monthly, um, you know, subscription, like, or not subscription, but an ongoing monthly promotion. Now with advertising, if you have a business and you're just looking to promote, you have to promote it a lot. People have to see, hear, touch, feel your message multiple times. So if you are looking for ROI and a longer commitment, then signing up for the 350 package and doing it over six months would be the way to go. Um, you guys are awesome. My audience responds, whether we're talking about selling makeup or insurance, you always come through. So the Sarah Fraser show at gmail.com for more info on those new ad rates. Pop culture. I watched some great documentaries over uh, the maternity leave that I loved pink all I know so far on Amazon was so good I kind of forgot about pink I don't know if anyone else did but I really forgot about how influential pink was I, I just I didn't re I don't know like when people like pink I, you know because again I have I, of course I loved your music in the early 2000s I was like all about it but then you know I guess you live your life you forget girlfriend sells out 25,000 30,000 40,000 seat arenas like regularly. I, I don't know. I guess I didn't know that. And she, what I love about this documentary, which is why you should watch is now being a mom. She really talks about how difficult it is for moms to go on tour and why so few female musicians do it because it's so darn difficult and how Carrie Hart, her husband has really committed to taking their two kids on tour with them all the time and how they try to live like a normal family life and existence while pink then, then puts on a performance at night and her level of commitment to the show. It's, it's really good. It, she's a great mom. It's you can see how tricky it is, and and it's hard not to sit there and go, I, you know. And she even says, "Am I making the right decision?" Because, you know, she performs at night, comes home, tries to put the kids to sleep. They all sleep until mid morning. They get up. They try to do things culturally in the time. You know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Then they hop on a private jet. That sound that part sounds easy. Liked that. The other one, and I'm sure this will cause a lot of controversy. I really enjoyed the Mike Tyson documentary. Um, called Knockout. Uh, it's a two-part series with ABC. It was so good. I, I, this is going to be unpopular. He did go to jail for three years. It was, it was a six-year sentence for um, for raping a woman. Um, and her name is Desiree Washington. She was a part, she was a beauty pageant contestant back at an Indianapolis festival, which by the way, I, I learned a lot of things in the, um, in the, the Mike Tyson documentary. So years ago in Indianapolis, Indianapolis was the hub of black culture. Like every year there was a black cultural festival event where it was just all about like a black beauty pageant, black businesses, black celebrities. I'm like, why don't they still do that? Or maybe they do, but 
I thought, oh my God, it was in the early 90s and it was like the place to go if you were a black performer every single year. It was almost like Pride Parade, but just celebrating blackness. And maybe they do it with Essence Fest down in New Orleans now, but in the 90s, it was way bigger. Tyson meets Desiree Washington at this event, you know, and other pageant women were like, oh yeah, he was like hitting on the women. Some women loved it. He was like touching all the women. Um, and then she says that he raped her and he ends up going to jail for three years. His defense, his def- attorney, certainly in hindsight, looks pretty weak there. I didn't, I don't even remember this. I'm sure. Cause I was little, but their defense for Tyson was essentially, he was crazy and came across as a lunatic. So she should have known better. What a horrible, I mean, what? If my attorney was saying, well, you know what? You're a lunatic, so that's going to be your defense. Thanks. But in the 90s, Don King, who was his manager, they all went along with it. It's such a good, I, I think it's a good documentary because I don't think that we see a lot of performers come full circle and have humility and self-reflection. Tyson was, oh my God, terribly abused as a child, had no father figure, ends up, you know, connecting with this white couple up in Northern uh, New York who train him and, um, you know, was kind of his trainer. The guy, they had a wonderful relationship. was like a father figure, but also the guy was self-serving who wanted, you know, Tyson to become a champ. He ends up dying. Tyson sort of goes off the rails, but it was always kind of off the rails because they had a horrible childhood. He was sexually abused by a man who pulled him into a building and raped him. He hasn't talked too much about that experience. He's just alluded to the sexual abuse that happened. But it comes out more in this documentary. The the bummer part about this documentary is you don't really see Tyson talk until the end of it. And I I actually wanted to see more of Tyson. Now, he has his own podcast as well. Um, so you can listen. Maybe he talks more about his life on the podcast. So... A lot of people are going to say, well, and Robin Gibbons, like there was a very famous interview where she goes on and basically bamboozles him on television with Barbara Walters saying that he's abusive. Now, you know, again, he, he was, he was those things. So maybe she was fine to call him out. I just think that he has come full circle in therapy with his wife and how he talks about, you know, he went back, hot boxing is his, um, is Mike Tyson's podcast he talks about how he went to therapy and how he just wants to be a good husband not cheat on his wife a good father those are his mile markers instead of this legendary boxer and champion he went back with Emander Holyfield who he bit off his ear remember famously did that and I can remember like everyone being like oh my god he's such trash this guy's an animal and then this documentary really shows like yeah he was those things because he was just so hurt and abused and hurt people hurt people And he had to face his demon addictions, come around. His daughter, four years old, dies in a tragic treadmill accident where she gets caught, twisted in the wire, and chokes to death. I mean, the guy has lived through such tragedy. And then it's kind of come full circle about just wanting to spread peace and love. I I found it to be a great story about redemption and forgiveness. I know that's going to be unpopular because certainly I was looking online and a lot of people were like, oh, you know, people are going to brush over the fact that he abused women. He did those things 100%. And it doesn't take away from their stories. It does. I I think with him, it shows like how you can come full circle and become a good person and still live a, a spiritual good life to your family. That's how I, my interpretation.
Gretchen Carlson, you probably know her member from Fox News, she tweeted out that she worked with Tyson on a pageant in the 90s, and she actually asked to leave early because he was so disgusting sexually towards her. I think he did all those things, but I, I enjoy this story of redemption. I don't think that people get credit for admitting their faults and changing anymore. I think that people online, or at least on Twitter, just judge people instantly for for an incident that happened and then don't look full circle at how the person has evolved or changed. And certainly Tyson, I, I found to be inspiring. If you didn't, you can tell me more. The documentary I'm really excited about talking or, or watching is about Erica Girardi, Erica Jane, of course, from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So the housewife and the hustler is going to premiere on Hulu June 14th. This is apparently going to talk about how, um, Tom Girardi has scammed clients for years out of multi-millions of dollars to support his lifestyle with Erica. Can I just tell you, I'm not surprised at this. Well, I am because at first I believed, remember years ago when Erica was at one of the reunions and she was saying that her glam squad and budget was $40,000 a month. I'm like, holy shit. And she said she was bringing that in by performing at pride parades. I'm like, I've been in so many pride parades and I haven't made a dingle dangle dime. What am I doing wrong? Well, apparently I was right because it was all stolen from clients. They didn't have that money. Did Erica know? I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's kind of like Teresa Giudici. I, I think there's a level of knowing something's off, but maybe you're not, you're like, oh, you know, Tom says everything's fine. Everything's fine. And do we believe he really has Alzheimer's? He's 82 years old. He now apparently has Alzheimer's. At least that's what they're saying. Do we think? Because, you know, this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she refers to him like he's fairly coherent. Tom brings home Morton's every night. We have dinner. Tom's looking for more clients. Well, you can't be losing your mind if you're out there searching for more clients. I'm just saying. I guess the the Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's came on real quick. I love Erica. She was one of my favorites until Kathy Hilton came on board. Now I aspire to live like Kathy Hilton. Kathy Hilton to me is epic, epic on this season. She is so clueless about, I aspire, don't you want to be that rich and that rich for so long that your life is just getting up every day at noontime, going to bed at like, you know, uh, nine o'clock at night, getting back up, popping a Red Bull, reading a newspaper, getting in bed with your sister. I'm like, this is the dream. And Kathy, Kathy's like a prankster on the show. Kathy makes the show because I'm sort of over housewives. It's just the same thing, right? They fight. Then they go to lunch, they reconcile, they fight again. Someone gets up and screams, they leave the table. Uh, you know, everybody accuses everyone of not paying their bills. It's just, I, I'm a little, uh, I'm not that into the seasons, you know, I'm not. The only thing I'm into is Jen Shaw, who Real Housewives of Salt Lake City put up a, her, her cousin put up a $2.5 million or $2.1 million fundraiser for her. And I'm going to say it right here. It got taken down. I'm so bummed. I, I wanted to see who was going to support her. They were asking 10,000 generous souls to give $250 each. And you know what? I DM'd Jen and I DM'd her cousin. I DM'd her cousin for an interview, but I DM'd Jen Sean. I said, look, I'll give you $1,000 to come on my podcast. I'll give you 1000 bucks towards that GoFundMe and towards your legal fees. I don't care what you want to do with it. You want to put it into a glam squad? Come on my show. I, and I'll stick by that. I know you guys are going to be like, why are you supporting that crook? Because... I, people pay for interviews all the time. How do you think TMZ became TMZ? 
I, I'm, and I don't care what she does with it. I'm not putting contingents on it. Come on. Tell me what you can tell me. Hell, I'll even give you $1,000. Come on with your attorney. What did you know? You're continuing to do glam. Do you feel guilty about that or no? Because you know you're innocent. Tell me your story. So those are the show. Oh, Mayor of Easttown. Loved Mayor of Easttown. Didn't like it as much as The Undoing. The Undoing was with um, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. That one was really good. That one, I guess, had me on the edge of my seat more. But Mayor of Easttown was really great. I liked the character development a lot. Very deep. Um, you know, poor Delco County. I mean, they really made you all look like rednecks. I'll tell you what. I mean, the accents, um, the, you know, the clothes. And I loved some of the behind the scenes. They said, yeah, we had to, you know, we had to go to thrift stores and find the clothes. And then we had to really grunge them up even more. It's like, wow, poor Delco. I guess. I mean, I'm from Maine, so they could cast it the same way. But I was like, oh, that's not very, Wow. So I liked Mayor of Easttown. Pink, Mike Tyson's documentary, Knockout. I'm looking forward to The Housewife and the Hustler, June 14th on Hulu. And then I have to end with Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset. 32 years old, had a C-section May 15th, is now back to shooting. How is this bitch doing it? While I support other women and I want to write nice things to her, she, all the weight fell off. My weight has not fallen off. I gained 40 pounds. I've lost about 20. The rest of the 20, now, I've been eight weeks postpartum, but I am so jealous. And yet I'm trying to be supportive of women. How did these women give birth? Jason Derulo's the woman that just had a baby with Jason Derulo. She's also a famous TikTok star. They give birth and two weeks later, their stomachs are flat. How? I got a FUPA and it isn't going anywhere. And I have like that line. Like these women have like amazing stomachs. How do you do that? I'm sure it's genetics, but I'm jealous. Anyway, if you get a chance, Google Christine Quinn, if you're bored, if you're bored this week. Selling Sunset. Her baby's just a little over three weeks old. She's back filming with a C-section. Y'all, I couldn't move out of bed. And I gained like a thousand wrinkles. I mean, I did go to lunch. I moved. I moved because my doctor was like, you got to move. It's, it's going to be better for you to get out and do stuff. But, oh, my God. How is she like she's pushing her? She's got the baby in the stroller and pushing the stroller and working out. Bitch, what? And you look a million bucks. I'm jealous, but I'm also supportive of other moms. All right, love you guys. Be sure to be following me on Instagram. It's The Sarah Fraser Show. You can basically follow me on all platforms there. Be back with a brand new episode on Wednesday. Love you guys. Bye, everybody.